The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. And I think that has something to do with why we're here today. That we share this aspiration. Suzuki Roshi um, said that meditation is an expression of our deepest desire. When we sit down to meditate, it's a pure expression of this desire to be happy, to be free from suffering. Resting in awareness is common to all meditation practices. Awareness is the essence of meditation. And we all have awareness. If I ask you, are you aware? You would say yes. We all have, without awareness, simple and all it really takes to be happy to be free from suffering is to rest in awareness because awareness is peaceful awareness is free awareness is in in its own way happy but we can't find awareness We have it all the time, but we can't find it. It has no shape. It has no color. It has no form. But it's always here. But we can find qualities of awareness, like effortlessness and ease, a sense of being natural. So we can um, develop those qualities in meditation and in our daily life. And through developing the qualities of awareness, awareness, presence reveals itself. So let's try this. Um, Let's meditate now. Allowing your posture to be comfortable, loosely, loosely erect, alert. Close your eyes if that's how you like to meditate. Sometimes it's nice to begin a meditation by taking a deep breath in 
and filling your body and your heart with all your worries and all of your cares and agitation. And then a long release with the exhale. It's kind of deep breathing kind of ignites the parasympathetic system and causes us to relax and relax. And come into the body and come into the heart. And notice some feeling you may have. Some feeling around the heart. And allow the shoulders to relax. And the throat. And the face. All of the facial muscles. And the jaw. Relax the eyes and behind the eyes. And the forehead. That little grasping muscles in the brain allow to ungrasp, relax. And down into the body again, relaxing the arms and the hands. the front of the torso. Feeling our feelings. Behind the heart, the small of the back, the lower back, the hips, Relaxing the legs and the feet. And allowing the awareness to soften and expand. And in some panoramic way, Awareness is like space. Aware of the space inside the body and having some sense of the space outside the body. Space in front of us to the right of us, to the left of us, behind us. 
above us and below us. And from time to time, you might want to take a deep, calming breath and relax and become easeful. Exploring this quality of ease. Complete ease. As if we're not trying to do anything. There might be thoughts, there might be agitated feelings. Not trying to change those. Everything is welcome into this easeful, allowing. I'm at ease. Whatever happens, allow it to happen. Some thoughts may come into your mind. It's okay. They'll go on their own. Without striving to improve our situation, to protect ourselves in any way. Easeful allowing of whatever happens, no matter what it is. And in this ease, notice that we're present There are thoughts, maybe, and feelings, and could be difficult feelings, and we're at ease with them. Could be joyful feelings. Doesn't matter. Who cares?
non-distracted presence. In this easefulness, notice what it's like to be present. In this softness of ease. And now exploring another quality of awareness. Effortlessness. Not making any effort at all to be anything, to control our situation in any way. You could even have the intention to not try to do anything at all. We can't do this wrong. Everything is welcome. Just trusting allowing Whatever happens to happen, if we sense some controlling, some wanting to concentrate, some old habit of self-protection, it's okay. can include that too. Just being natural. Nothing What is this natural mind? This natural heart, when it's not striving, 
to become. If there's anxiety, let there be anxiety. It doesn't matter. If there are thoughts, everything is pure. Everything is a manifestation of awareness. If there is stillness and calm, that's okay. Let there be stillness and calm. In this natural, easeful, open awareness, you might feel somewhere in the background. Something a little like the essence of love. If you don't feel that, that's okay. Something that may want to open. If it wants to open, let it open. Now for the last minute or so of this meditation, don't meditate. Don't even try to be natural or effortless or easeful. Nothing to do, nothing to be. Just this.
And in these last few seconds, if there's even a shred of control, drop it. Okay, when you're ready, please open your eyes. Well, thank you for that. So as I said before, these qualities of easeful of, of awareness, of easefulness and effortlessness and naturalness. <clears throat> we can call on these qualities at any time. There's a common Expression uh, about awareness, small moments, many times through the day, drop into awareness as a way to develop awareness, the way to strengthen awareness, small moments. Not try to sustain it over the whole day, not to expect that of yourself, but just drop in small moments. Easefulness feels pretty good to everybody. When I go on, I go on walks in the morning, and you know, the trees are so beautiful. It's a beautiful out in nature, but I get lost in thought sometimes. And I say to myself, "Be easeful. Be easeful." Aware, aware of what's happening around me. I suppose it could be the same for being natural or be effortless. But I'm just liking easeful these days. <clears throat> so um, for your small groups, I'd like to uh, suggest a discussion point around easefulness. Just kind of reflecting, looking into your life. When am I easeful? What makes me easeful? What activities, situations, maybe relationships, whatever, what in my life makes me easeful? And... um, As a corollary, 
if you have time, what makes me diseaseful? Suffering is our disease, right? What makes us diseaseful? And how do I practice with that? So those are three ideas to think about. You don't have to do all of them. And it will take about maybe 10 minutes for this. So groups of three or four. What is easeful? What makes me easeful? What situations, people, relationships? What makes me diseaseful? And how do I practice with that? Whatever you can get to with that. And try to please share the conversational space. Just pay attention to it among yourselves. Okay. So uh, welcome back, everyone. I, I, uh, I hope you had enough time to talk a little bit about this topic. I know it wasn't that long of a period of time. And um, well, we'd just love to hear your share. We have a few minutes just to share with uh, the whole group here. So please, please uh, do so if you have the inclination. Uh, can people hear me? I never know. Yes. Okay. I, I would say the, 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 the number one uh, way of finding ease uh, for all of us was being in nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Be and also uh, uh, talking to friends and animals. So friends, yeah. animals, and nature were the big three. Mm, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Great, Chris. Can you can you mute everyone, Chris, please? So um, yes, great. Um, and I just wanted to mention again. You have Just that prompt. Now, David. Oh, okay. That 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 one idea about uh, small moments, many times, no matter what situation you're in, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, whatever, cooking, easeful, easeful, and see what happens. But yes, nature and friends and dogs. What else? I can't hear you. You need to unmute yourself uh, when you talk. Oh. There you go. Um, In our group, it was a lot more by the ocean. The ocean, the water, trees, walking, hiking. Baylands, and um, and we felt more edgy around people. <laughs> you know, conversation and that sort of thing. Pets, I believe, was mentioned in our group, or animals, or maybe not. I don't remember now. <laughs> Did anybody talk about in your group if they were diseaseful around people? How they practiced with that, or? That's okay. we didn't, I, I don't think we get that far. Okay. 
I, all I can say is I try to practice with it, but it's a little tricky. I try to calm myself in a situation that seems a little edgy. Um, if I could chime in again, uh, around the disease, what painful people or boundaries with people? Uh, this is Amaloy. Where are you? I don't. I only see Can nine people me? here. Can't. Yeah, speak up a little bit. Uh, yes, uh, uh, but the issue of setting boundaries in uh, basically recognizing, wanting to be helpful with people, but recognizing that there was a point at which you needed to take care of yourself and set some boundaries. That came up for several people. Um, I would add in... Um, the imagination, being able to imagine a lake in the morning as the sun's coming up and maybe a fish jumping out of the water. <laughs> uh, if, if I'm aware of, of any dis-ease enough to motivate me to try that out, um, just bring it in for a few minutes even it it really helps and along those lines David your guide of meditation just now um, really brought ease from a kind of vague feeling of disease I was having before the big needing you know and just imagining all these little zoom boxes and all these people and <laughs> not knowing what to uh, expect and uh and then, and then being guided by you into this state of um, kind of floating ease, um, my feeling about people together gathered here really changed. So that, so that I just wanted to smile into everybody's eyes and and find find out more about you and. Um, <laughs> And and I was so glad to be here with with all of you. Um, so so it it really motivates me even more to 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 look for ease. So thank you. Okay. Um. So um. Thank you. Thank you all for for your sharing. And now Fiona. Um, have some things to say to us. Well, first, let's just be a little quiet for a few minutes. Sort of let the energy just settle back into ease. <laughs> or take a deep, uh, deep, simple breath. feel ourselves being present right where we are in our chair or cushion or whatever. It's just the simplicity of being back.
just the simplicity of the quiet and the breath. This breath that's here with us always. So simple. to uh, share a poem that was one of the teachers on this last retreat that I sat. He shared with us um, this beautiful image and you're mentioning the ease with nature. Um, Seems to fit right in. And it's called Eagle Poem by Joy Harjo. To pray, you open your whole self to sky, to earth, to sun, to moon, to one whole voice that is you. And know there is more that you can't see, can't hear, can't know except in moments steadily growing and in languages that aren't always sound, but other circles of motion. Like Eagle, that Sunday morning over Salt River, circled in blue sky, In wind swept our hearts clean with sacred wings. We see you, see ourselves, and know that we must take the utmost care and kindness in all things. Breathe in, knowing that we are made of all this, and breathe knowing we are truly blessed because we were born and die soon within a true circle of motion, like eagle rounding out the morning inside us. We pray that it will be done in beauty, in beauty. I was 
gone this last month, I was on retreat with Gil for two weeks and then just finished another shorter retreat, four-day retreat through IRC. What was interesting during this time for me, because being at home, being on retreat, and choosing, deciding how does one approach practice and this time a contemplative life when the world is much is going on and how to hold both our Dharma path, our inner life and the world. And I love this image of the eagle. Um, I've had a great connection with hawks, eagles, raptors. This sense of freedom and seeing, seeing everything and also being free. And um, it was interesting being at home. I would walk the dog and here I was in the neighborhood. I wasn't secluded at I or C in this retreat environment. And the neighbors would come and talk. And so this was my practice, too, reaching out, responding, hearing the news through neighbors, whether I intentional or not, you know, so aware big things were happening. And how to hold this and being so grateful for our practice, I could hold this news, hold it all, and still feel blessed by the practice, by the by my garden, by these hawks that have come to visit Redwood City, beautiful red-tailed hawks. Um, in this last retreat, and I, one of the neighbor had to come over and pet my dog. He's a beautiful, dear, friendly dog. And then sharing he had to share his views on politics and climate change. And I really was grateful that somehow through this practice, at that moment, I could just listen and not react. Um, it doesn't happen often. And I feel the support of this practice allowed me just to listen and not react. Yesterday, uh, Matthew Brensilver gave a talk. I, I listened to it on a little bit, and he was talking about how to be open to what is beautiful and easeful when we are in the midst sometimes of very difficult circumstances, whether it's our health or the political scene or grief, and how to be open to joy and beauty, even so, 
can we hold it all, that we're not betraying our concern or our grief or our worry. It's there, but can we also open our hearts to what is beautiful? I love this line in this poem, you know, um, about the eagle, we see you and see ourselves and know that we must take the utmost care and kindness in all things. That's all things, you know. Anyway, I just want to read it again. Eagle poem. To pray you open your whole self to sky, to earth, to sun, to moon, to one whole voice that is you. And know there is more that you can't see, can't hear, can't know except in moments steadily growing and in languages that aren't always sound, but other circles of motion. Like eagle, that Sunday morning over Salt River, circled in blue sky, in wind swept our hearts clean with sacred wings. We see you, see ourselves, and know that we must take the utmost care and kindness in all things. Breathe in knowing we are made of all this, and breathe knowing we are truly blessed because we were born and die soon within a true circle of motion like eagle rounding out the morning inside us. We pray that it will be done in beauty, in beauty. So thank you, thank you. I uh, I thought what I have noticed in me when the news is is distressing, and I'll is to how to open my heart and my eyes and my attention to what else is here, and to open to moments of joy and beauty. Uh, That, that that is skillful, that is kind to myself and kind to others because my heart can relax. And I wondered uh, if, you know, in a very specific way, maybe in small groups, to just share me if it feels right, actual, like telling a little story, moments where something opened just recently or whenever, where uh, noticed a flower or saw something delightful. I saw someone in our neighborhood has been painting beautiful stones and leaving them on people's front front gardens. <laughs> I'll just show this. I don't know if you can see that this beautiful little, where's, let's see, where's my picture? <laughs> I found this in my front yard. 
Oh my! Make me so oh. happy. <clears throat> Little moment of what a gift! What a gift! Anyway, just sharing the beautiful things in life, our beautiful moment, maybe in our group, or a song. Uh, the other day, I listened, heard Chopin, and started crying just from the beauty. Um, that this is part of our practice too, our life and our journey. Just really being open to this. So um, I guess if you feel open to share what has given you joy or a sense of beauty or inspiration, uh, maybe share that with others, maybe in small groups. Yeah, so um, I just, it would, if anyone feels like sharing from, uh, to the larger group, if, um, what that discussion was like, or if you felt open and free to share each other's moments of joy or inspiration or just whatever you would feel like sharing with a larger group, that would be nice. So you can unmute yourself and, um, Well, I'll go. We, we all actually found that it was the same thing, which is the ocean. Um, so we talked a lot about, um, birds and, um, and watching them and the ocean in general and how wonderfully calming and, um, and reinforcing of uh, the vastness of the world and the joy that life can have. Um, I li- I'm, ha- I'm lucky enough to live in Half Moon Bay, but both of the other ladies on the call said the same thing. Hmm. Hi, Leah. Thank- I also live in Half Moon Bay. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Similar, yeah. Incredible um, feeling of expanding awareness and uh, Mama Ocean, my teacher every day, renewing me again and again. Mm-hmm. Miramar. <laughs> Miramar means to see the sea. Mm. I think of it as to see with wide open, expansive awareness. I'd like to share something. This is Abraham. Um, our group uh, talked to some extent quite a bit about um, the joy of not having some of the pressures that we had when we were younger, career choices, having to get things together, do things, and now having gratitude for being able to see ease to be able to express love, to be able to connect to nature, to others, human beings. Um, it's, it's, it's an easier time than when you're young and full of all kinds of things that have to be done and uh, expectations. We can gradually let go of some of them. Thanks. Um, in our group, I think if I were to summarize three very, very different experiences which brought each of us joy, I would say that each of us 
expressed deep appreciation for those experiences. They were very different, but each of us had the feeling of openness and and um, deep appreciation for what they were. So it was a very meaningful uh, three three person discussion. Thank you. I'm always touched by what happens when three people who often have never met before sit down and just share some of their thoughts and the uh, willingness to be vulnerable, the willingness to uh, take a chance and share deeply. Uh, I, uh, I get a great deal of joy just from seeing that unfold every time. I'm very thankful for that. Thank you all. Thank you, Trudy. Thank you. In our group, we shared stories of animals and um, I live close to a nature preserve where I Uh, go hiking around sunrise and was able to see a couple of newborn fawns that were just trying to get their legs underneath them, just trying to learn to walk. And then the other two people in the group talked about um, a fawn that had come into a backyard, but couldn't use its back legs. And, uh, was taken to um, a vet hospital and um, told, you know, that it needed to get put down, that sometimes um, sometimes fawns are born with this disease. And then another um, person talked of their son getting a puppy that some was it turned out to be ill and died in two days so we got to look at Mm. both the beginning and the end of life um within these stories Mm. Mm. well i think we should draw this unfortunately to a a brief close so we can all take a, a break. Um, it, would it be okay to come back in five minutes, like twelve twenty-seven? Sure. Okay. So uh, I can't tell if everyone is back. I think most people are. So maybe I'll get started here. So um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Robert, Robert Cusick, and um, it's a great joy to uh, be here with all of you. I'm particularly touched by how many of my friends from Coastside I see on, on this screen today. So many of you from over on the coast are here. And I'm always inspired when I see Mama Ocean. (laughs) So I want to thank David and Fiona for um, sort of setting the tone. Ironically, I think we all sort of thought about um, 
you know, having a conversation around uh, themes that were pretty similar. And what is coming up for me is that I wanted to talk about qualities of mind, qualities of heart, and um, how one connects with these things in a way, how we connect with them, and, and then how we can learn to connect with them so that we can access them at will, not just as a random act of a a sort of an experience. So um, in talking about this, I'm not going to take too long to talk about it because I I want to give you time and a breakout room for you guys to talk about it yourself. But I want to say that when – when I think about my own experience, I'll just speak from my own experience. I won't be so presumptuous to, as to uh, like assume that I know what your experience is. But there's a, there's a quality of direct knowing. And, and then there's a quality of describing what I know to myself so that somehow I can make sense of it. and it can have application in my life. So for instance, I heard many of you uh, talk about uh, the sense of ease and allowing that happens when you are on the beach and you're looking at the ocean or when you're walking in nature. Or I noticed the, the ease and the naturalness when Fiona was talking and her kitty was in her lap. This quality is, there's a quality of knowing that's pre-verbal. And so I'm, I'm thinking of that as a kind of a direct knowing. There's a knowing of ease. There's a knowing of contentment. There's a knowing of, of uh, what it's like not to resist the experience, to just let the flow happen. So sometimes when we're in nature or sometimes when we're sort of relating to pets, uh, there's, it, it evokes a quality of knowing. And, and we describe that quality sometimes as a sense of openness or a sense of spaciousness or mm, it's hard to put words to it, but there is this knowing, you see? And also in that we see beginnings and endings. So... <clears throat> So how do we explain experience to ourselves? How do we explain that? How do we find the words that bridge the experience and the description? Or how do we describe that bridging so that it can make sense in the world of relationship? So, you know... Sometimes, sometimes there's, we know something and then sometimes we forget what we know and we're trying to remember what we know in some situations. And as I've gotten older, this, this has come up for me more and more. And when I've sort of 
forgotten what I know and I'm trying to describe it to myself or describe it to someone else and the words don't come, then there's not a bridge from the experience of knowing into my day-to-day life. And, and that can make me feel uh, vulnerable. That can make, that can challenge me, you see? So it's like, yes, knowing and awareness and ease and effortlessness is there all the time. And then when I sort of lose connection with that direct knowing, I'm looking for some way to make that happen again. And I'm trying to describe it to myself. And somehow I, I'm not able to do that. So then I feel challenged or I feel vulnerable. Or dare I say, I feel old, diminished, less than. And so there's a, a, a kind of a loss that happens. Now, if awareness is always there, and there's this sense of relaxation, then one would think that we could trust enough to meet those moments with a sense of letting go, where we we sort of are lost, in, but somehow we could trust that it's not the end of the world, that there's this quality of trust. And I want to distinguish having faith from having trust. Having faith is faith that something, you know, is the way that we think it is somehow. Trusting is actually letting go into that which we have faith in. So this quality of trust is something that's come up for for me in my own meditation experience and in my daily life. Can I trust enough to let go? And can I trust without letting go? See, I, I feel challenged, but I somehow am holding on to that challenge. I can't let go of it. I can't trust enough to let go and just to be with whatever is showing up. Just like Fiona said, let's not deny what's actually there. But but in that moment, how do you do that? You see? And I don't know. It seems as natural as breathing in and breathing out. So it seems to me that in order to truly trust, we have to let go. And in order to let go, we have to trust. Does this make sense? In order to let go, we have to trust that we can. And in order to trust, we actually have to let go. So that's happening. There. So what I'd like to do is <clears throat> I'd like to just have you break into groups of four or five and spend about, uh, we've got, let, let, let's go up, up, let's do it for 12 minutes, Chris, okay? And um, <clears throat> Chris will put uh, some prompts into each of the breakout rooms. But I'll just tell you, given that it's true that we we can't really let go without trusting and we can't trust without letting go, 
prompt number one is, do I trust letting go? The question is, do I trust letting go? And then the second prompt, if you want to pursue it, is how is an inquiry like this useful or relevant in your day-to-day experience of life? Because this isn't some deep, you know, you have to meditate for a year before you can do this. This comes up in our lives from moment to moment to moment. So can you let go enough to trust? Can you trust enough to let go? Clear? I hope so. And I wish I had longer to talk about it, but we're running a little over. So I'd like to give you time to explore this in groups and then come back and um, let's see what we come up with as a, as a collective. Okay. Okay. So it looks like most of us are back and we only have about five minutes. I apologize for such a little bit of time and for actually hurrying through how I wanted to set it up. But I hope that you had a chance to, um, you know, to actually touch into the, the deep intention underneath that kind of an inquiry. And um, I'm curious if any of you are, uh, willing to uh, share a little bit about about what might have come up for you in regards to trusting and letting go, letting go and trusting. I had a very difficult time separating the two. And that was the major thought that I could um, present to my group. I just see them as Siamese twins or they happen at the same instant in in time or I just couldn't separate them in any way in terms of time or definition. I had um, the very opposite kind of feeling that um, I I trust, trust. I, I feel that's an implicit thing in my life and letting go is also an implicit thing in my life. But I couldn't fit them together. They just didn't seem to make sense in my mind about joining them together, about trust in letting go or letting go in trust. So I felt they were very disparate. And if Trudy doesn't mind my saying, Trudy was in my group and she said something about everything comes from the heart. And I felt that that was just really wonderfully true. Okay. I I think there's like a decision made to trust I make a decision to trust and then I let go. Other folks. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. I have something I um, from our uh, from our group. One of the people in our group was mentioning that when he trusts, then something bad happens. And so whenever he's trusted, some bad things would happen. And I said, oh my God, that happened sometimes. And then how does one 
deal with that when there's feedback that's not something that leads to trusting more. So that was the theme that we talked about for a while. Sure. Okay, good. Yeah, I have, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, I have sort of a saying that I've been saying, a mantra, so to speak, for many years about trusting emergence, not emergency. Uh, I have a tendency to look over both shoulders for an emergency, and what's really helped me is just trusting the flow of life. The ocean, mama ocean helps me realize about the waves. And the fact that many things in my life, even though they've been scary like a house fire, emerged into finding our way to Half Moon Bay because of meeting some people on an airplane. So many things happen in life that we have no control over. And yet if tr- the trusting of it, something bigger than my fears, things that can emerge in a way that are wonderfully life-giving can happen as well. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very insightful. I'd like to say something. Um, I think for me, the experience of letting go is not a cognitive decision. I can't make myself let go. It happens past me, but I can trust based on my experience. That's where the faith comes from. Mm -hmm. So I can trust based on the experience I have. If I've set certain causes and conditions at some point, I am frequently able to let go. But the letting go is not a cognitive decision or it's not a, a forced decision. It's not something I make happen. It, it happens through grace of some kind. Thanks, Abraham. Anyone else? I know there's someone who wants to say something. (laughs) Hi. Please. I think that I just realized that in the very act of um, sharing my feelings and thoughts about trusting and letting go um, with the people, with the women um, in my group was the very act of trusting uh, for me because these are intimate things. These are just not abstract thoughts. So for me, this letting go was happening in the simple act of sharing. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. So just a few comments from me and, and then we, we will wrap it up for the day, but trusting and letting go um, are not cognitive so I liked, I really loved what Abraham said there. I loved what all of you said. And not being able to tell when you're trusting and when you're letting go, it's hard to see. 
But I think that we all can see that we cannot experience trust without letting go. And we cannot let go without experiencing (laughs) trust. And the knowing of those qualities of trusting and letting go is a direct knowing. It's a pre-verbal knowing. And when we start to talk about it, that's where we are looking for the differences. And when that happens, that's also very natural. But when that happens, it pulls us away from the experience and we get lost in sort of the object. So every day we can see in our day-to-day experience. This is why I asked the question, is it useful or relevant to even have an inquiry like this? Because it can come up with like we have, we're challenged by something or we're depressed by something or we're fed by something or we're, you know, we're hopeful about something. And then in the experience of it, can we just rest in the, trust of <clears throat> of letting go into the experience so <clears throat> i loved what the last woman just shared with us that the the very act of trust and letting go was happening by the sharing that occurred so you can share in that way with yourselves you don't even have to be in community but it's it's easy to see this more in relationship with other people. So, so uh, I thank all of you for um, your willingness to at least um, explore this for a few minutes. And I encourage you to think about this in your life, to just see how it comes up, okay? because to be able to flow with, with the ever-changing nature of life, to be able to meet the ever-changing nature of your thoughts and your emotions and your bodily sensations and the aging process and so on and so forth. We're meeting by moment and moment, but moment by moment by moment, this quality of letting go or not letting go, trusting or not trusting. So this feeling of being able to recognize what that's like at a knowing level allows you to get more comfortable, especially when things are challenging. So I wish all of you in this time of COVID and the pandemics and the politics of the country at this time and all of the different things that are challenging us, I wish you all to find ease and effortless um, uh, quietness and some peace. Take some walks in the park and along the ocean, whatever you can do. And, um, you know, uh, learn to trust yourself. Um, uh, Quietness and stillness and calmness is just... It's a matter of perspective. The moment that you you pause, your perspective can change and you can access this quality of of wholeness, so to speak. So in these times, it's especially important to feel a sense of connection. And so I really 
I give this shout out to Fiona and to David every every time, but I'm going to do it again. And also to Chris, who is sort of the backbone of keeping this whole community together, uh, just for um, making it possible to have a forum like this that so many people can participate in. So it's a, it's a privilege and an honor to be part of it. And it's a delight to see so many of you uh, from month to month. So be well, be happy and um, take care of your beautiful hearts and share share yourself with the world. You can trust, you can trust and let go. Each of you are a light in the world and express in your own unique way. It's perfect for you to just be you. <laughs> so on that note, I say thank you. Have a, have a good rest of the day, and we'll see you next month. Okay? Thanks, Robert. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. It was so nice to see you all. Thank Bye, you. everyone. Bye. Bye. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, thank you. Thank you, everyone.